Thank you for joining us back on the LaCroix channel. Um, today we're going to talk about a couple things. Uh, first off, how I'm trying to structure my personal life and to really grow into um, try to expand during this time. This is the time you should be expanding. So um, I know it's different. It's going to be different, right? It's going to be pain. If there's a lot of pain and anguish right now, uh, definitely when people are losing their jobs, could be up to 15% employment rate. So this is the time you need to start expanding and increase and to look at your business and your strategies and what you are doing just in general um, to really increase and really just growing, right? Um, so again, my name is Ty. I run a $3 million ARR business um, named LaCroix. We, what we do is actually day trade hard good products between eBay, Amazon, Macari, Amazon, OfferUp, Amazon at scale. Um, and we try to do that as much as possible even right now, right? So um, e-commerce is still pretty strong just in general, which is really good, really good news for everybody that is in e-commerce. Um, retail is starting to crush because people can't go out, and right? So this is the time, if you are in retail, you need to be looking at a second flow of income into e-commerce. You have the structure, you have the inventory, you have all these things that are very, very important right now, but this is the time really where you need to be focused on going to e-commerce. I personally like retail, um, but I like the mixture of having e-commerce as the main driving factor and then the retail on the front end actually producing more revenue because you get that traffic in and people actually know your brand better on um, in retail than they are e-commerce right so e-commerce no one really knows our um, our actually e-commerce brand right because um, we day trade people know LaCroix if you use LaCroix just in general or if you um, use hammock or other software and our other play um, you know these things um, but if you do not, it's a lot harder to become a branded a branded e-com because Amazon owns the world right now. Um, actually, check out there's actually PBS did a great Amazon um, and great Amazon interview not really interview but documentary series about two hours long, but it's interesting. It basically states that Amazon is really the leading and monopolized on all this stuff. Even though we use we use Amazon, but they are the they are the Carnegie the railroads of the the past industrial wise world. Now, Bezos and Amazon are the railroads for e-commerce. You pretty much have to be on Amazon to actually make any serious money. Um, that's the thing we found out. We try to do all these other platforms, eBay, Macari, OfferUp, all these different things. But Amazon to this day is the easiest how to scale. Again, we scale from zero to $230,000 a month in eight months with no, with really no cash is using my credit cards um, to what we are now, which is, is kind of cool to say. But at the same time, again, let's drop back to what we're talking about as e-commerce and finance. So I'm gonna break this down. Let me go my personal life in general, then I'm gonna go to um, business strategies, and then I'm gonna go to what you should be doing with your finances at the end, or I might switch those up, who really knows? I go on tangents pretty soon and pretty often, right? So let me go my personal life. I am trying to be more structured as structured as possible, right? So that is the key for this right now is to don't let the new environment actually hurt you make it let it let it work for you let it be better i know personally right i really enjoy like talking to my, talking to my team and like working with them in general and that can be a devastation on the other play right if i am ha if i am so uh, lucas our logistics guy right so if i am working with uh lou and logistics like unpacking boxes and stuff i'm actually not working on the most important stuff for the business right and that can be different things right so you want to have your team do the things that um are very very important, but that they are, are handling, right? You don't want to be jumping into it, right? Even Friday, I really didn't get much done on a Friday um, because I went into the office and I started helping out, even though like Alu doesn't need help, right? He, he, he has it down, he has it down pat. 
Um, you need help, but I just feel like I need the help, right? That's not good, right? So that's why I like working at home because I can get a lot of things done, right? Um, at that point, at the same, at the same thing, um, the home can be a devastation as well, right? You can get tied up into these, into these liabilities, liabilities as in like TV. TV is a liability. YouTube for me is a liability. Obviously, if we're not putting content out, we want to be, we want to be trading. You want to be putting outputs. Let me rephrase this. You want to be putting output during your day, not taking an input. That's probably the main thing of what helped us grow in general is we became more of an outputter than an inputter, right? That's just business 101 or just like being an entrepreneur, but I think that can be stretched for anybody, right? You want to be putting out stuff. If you want to do a business, if you want to be on YouTube, if you want to be on Instagram, if you want to do any of this stuff, it's all pretty correlated between. You just need to put a lot of output on one separate thing. Also, you need to start condensing down what you are, should be doing and what you are doing, right? I know personally, I am an entrepreneur. So I love doing thousands of different things. Um, that becomes very, very devastational, right? Um, the more you put out in terms of the more things you're doing, the more time sucks that becomes. Um, it becomes very, very hard, right? So like me personally, I, I um, like like that, that becomes a devastation in general, right? So let's say yesterday, I'll go through yesterday. Yesterday, I didn't do much. Like on Friday, I helped out pack boxes and like get, get, our, get our supply out, get our main cash flow out. If you, if you look at our business model in general right now, our main business that produces about three million a year, um, it is a cash flow machine, right? So there's two different types of things. Um, that cash flow machine is making sure that, that we are sustained, right? So that goes back in the personal life. I'm gonna stick to this as much as possible. Um, so like, that's the reason why I jumped on that. In my personal life in general, right, I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of a lot of distractions in general, right? That is hard, especially right now. Um, I think of it as, I think everybody's going through the same thing in general, right? The more confined we are in us as human beings, we are very, very, um, we wanna be connected with other people. I think that's breeding actually a lot of um, depression on people's side, which I've been seeing a lot of, right? Even me, right? I have I have those down days. I'm like, oh, this, this sucks, right? Blah, 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 blah. But it could be a lot worse. That can be anybody. Even if you lost your job right now, even if you're like us, there's people below us and there's people above us. It doesn't matter how you look at it. You just gotta stay focused and stay um, positive, as positive as you can be during these times. Whatever is happening to you, you need to look at the situation, take a step back, look at the situation in your personal life and try to fix it or increase it or do whatever you believe is correct, right? So now let's talk about finances. I love finances, it's my thing, um, and it's kind of like my my uh, thing I really actually enjoy. So I'm gonna dive deep in this and I might get on a tangent pretty quickly, um, but you need to take your overall finances. Let's say let's say you make, let's make an easy number. Let's say you make $100,000 a year or even $50,000 a year or whatever you make, let's say 50 grand, right? So in that $50,000 a year, um, you have taxes that get hit, Taxes get hit on that, right? So your biggest expense as a business or you as a personal is gonna be taxes, right? So you need to take sure, make sure you are doing the correct things with your taxes. Obviously, I'm not a tax expert. I'm not giving you any tax liabilities, but just on a baseline business standpoint, I'm gonna give you what I think, right? One, you need to take deductions on everything you everything you you can, right? If you're working out of your house, take deductions out of your house or out of your mortgage or out of your rent, right? So my rent's gonna be, I'm gonna have a tax deduction off my rent because I'm working in it. It is, a, it is a literally office for me, even though I pay very little for this place, which I love it. I ended up paying 650 bucks for a two bedroom apartment. Um, uh, how I did that, I'm gonna go into it real fast, is that it's fantastic, honestly. So I had roof rats right in my apartment. I was living in a one bedroom apartment before on the bottom story. So I had roof rats in my ceiling. 
pain the pain in the butt, right? Um, that I leverage, right? So I'm gonna go. I might I might make a situation with this, or I make a video on how to leverage leverage as much as possible and how to negotiate with your landlord. Um, I started being very loud and obnoxious, not obnoxious, but I, need, I started being very loud about the problems I've been having, right? And um, that that became a situation where I went through my um, the property manager to the landlord and the landlord's a really nice guy. I actually do like him a lot. His name's Tom. Um, so Tom, I got on a call with Tom. Tom is very, very helpful. Um, he said that uh, just for all, it's been, this has been months in the problem, right? With the, with the roof rats. Um, like he, he justified the situation. Obviously when you're dealing with somebody in general, um, negotiation tactics 101, you want to ask for a lot. You want to ask for as much as you believe you should get. Um, and obviously they're gonna push back, right? So I asked for three months rent, um, comped out, um, and rent until it's done for the rats, um, make sure that all the rats were gone, right? Um, I did actually catch a rat in the vent, so it's not health, healthy and hygienic, so I pushed that note as well with the not healthy and hygienic section of it, um, which I tried to push even more and more and more, right? So with that happening, guys, um, which became very, very strong, which became a very, very strong talking point and a very, very strong pivot point, right? Where I can push that, push that boundary. Not pivot is probably not the right word, like we're gonna push that boundary and I can really push my leverage and I can leverage. Think of leverage as like you're taking a nail up with a um, with a hammer, right? You always want the more leverage you can get, the more you can push and the more you can ask for. What it ended up being, he offered me two separate situations. One, I can move into a single bedroom or I can move into a double bedroom. Double bedroom is closer to a bar, so there's probably gonna be some noise. So I asked the rest of the people around me if there actually is noise, and they said, yeah, not too much, so I decided to go to the second bedroom. Um, that made it so I can have an office space, like this one here, um, and this actually becomes a very, very strong point. I actually really do like the office a lot. Um, so again, let me jump back to the situation. So I ended up um, having a $700 rent for a two-bedroom apartment, in uh, Phoenix, right? So it's very, very cheap and that then leverages me out. So again, think of your finances as liabilities and assets. Your liabilities, you wanna keep as low as possible. Let's say I'm making that $50,000. Your liabilities can be tax is gonna be the biggest one. Your living expenses, your mortgage, blah, 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 blah. You know your liabilities, it's your expenses. Money coming out rather than not money going in, right? So think of an asset as money coming in and creating more money, right? Actually creating more money. An asset is not really something that sits idle and um, quote unquote goes up with market value. Um, I don't believe that is an asset majority of the time if I think about real estate, right? A lot of real estate, when it goes up with the market, it is actually not an asset, it's actually a liability because you have money going out of your single family home, your Airbnb rental. Airbnb rental becomes a asset if you are making more money on that rental than you are in the cost to maintain that property. Let's say it costs you $10,000 a month, arbitrary number, and you're making $7,000 a month. That means it is a $3,000 negative, it is a liability, right? With that liability, make sure you understand that it is taking out of your pocket, not putting into your pocket, right? That's something very, very important in terms of finances. Make sure I would break down all your assets and liabilities and do not do not sway because if you bought something bad, um, like, oh, it's an asset. Be, it's yourself, right? Be, you, gotta be, you gotta be honest with yourself with this and make sure you know what you're doing and so you can actually give yourself a full picture, right? I thought that's a very interesting way to put it is you need to be honest with yourself on what you've done before in the past and you can then increase in the past. 
I've, I, I know people that in the past they've been like, oh, my car is an asset. Your car is only an asset. It's actually, it's actually an appreciating liability, which is worse, right? So your car is only an asset if you're making more money on your car than it costs you. Um, and you look at the long-term effects on actually driving around because you're driving around, it's gonna cost maintenance costs, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you understand and understand. Uh, make sure you understand and you can grow with that. So next let's talk about business section. Um, right now, the landscape is changing for everybody. Like even for us, we had to change very quickly. Obviously, as an entrepreneur, I'm very good with change and I can move very fast. I am what you call a wartime general, as in during the bad times, I believe I get better, right? I feel like I have a clearer picture of what I need to do because it is bad scenario or bad or bad time in general, right? With that bad time in general, um, or that wartime leader, I know it's like, okay, let's just, let's just rock and roll, right? We turn very fast. So if you look at Amazon, I'm talking about Amazon FBA or Amazon, something on Amazon right now, just in general. Um, and then I'm gonna talk about business strategy now as well, right? So Amazon in general, Amazon is only letting you send in uh, products that are essential, right? So essentials are like toilet paper, anything in, anything in certain categories. So you're gonna hear me, you're gonna hear me say two things. FBA is fulfillment by Amazon. That means you send it into their warehouses, they then send it out, right? And then they distribute, they do all the work. I love FBA, you make more money in FBA, it's fantastic. FBM is fulfilled by merchant or MFN, both the same things, um, just different terminology for it. That means that we are sending items out sort of like we were on eBay. If you ever sold on eBay, you send an item out, that's what FBM is, you just have higher prices and it is still pretty damn good in terms of right now in general, right? So those are the two things we're talking about. Um, and what we've done right now is we're still buying the same products or we're trying to buy more essentials to be sent in the FBA, but we're FBMing a lot of product out. We make less money in general and less profit, but that is still important. You need cash flow, right? Even for us, we don't want to just like hoard cash um, because that becomes a detriment in the future, right? You need to be buying up these assets because they are cheap right now and because right now is the time you should be pushing and actually spending a lot of money. Um, this is the time you should be spending a lot of money and it's only gonna get worse. So we need, I'm trying to buy up a lot of assets while this happened because I see that in this general time, <laughs> supply is actually going down. We're seeing less supply because if you look at the supply chain in general, how people are selling these products they're getting from China, they're buying up the liquidations, they're going to garage sales, thrift stores, all these different items, right? And you need to, since that's all shut down, you need to be pushing those boundaries and you need to be buying up a lot of product right now because of it, right? Because the supply chain's breaking down. That means you have more power. We've seen prices go up in terms of uh, us selling products and we've seen prices go down in terms of us buying products. So that's a good news in terms of that. If you are not in Amazon FBA in general or Amazon seller, you need to take a look at your market, right? So let's say the real estate market. I don't know it very well, so I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but I'm just gonna give you an overall scenario. The scenario's probably not gonna be right, but the concepts should be right inside of it, right? Let's see, look at the overall market. While times were good, Airbnb rentals were a fantastic way to create revenue because people were traveling and all that kind of stuff, right? That's why a lot of people got in at the wrong time and you're getting crushed. You're gonna get crushed, um, but um, but there's ways to go around that. If you do have Airbnb rental, you need to create cash flow. You need to be you need to be working on your foundation. If that is like if you're gonna be Instagramming it or whatever, you need to push people through that process. And give to give it away free if you have to, um, or very very cheap rent. You just need cash in your pocket, at least break even or make 
make a little bit less or take a little loss, that's fine. Um, but if you take a look at the real estate market, let's just say, um, um, I don't I don't know right now, so I'm just gonna give you a scenario. Let's say uh, single family houses are depreciating in price and people are dumping them quickly. So you're gonna see the, you're gonna see the demand going down and then supply going up, which is gonna create a price drop, right? You need to be able to buy those items or those those things at the price you see that you're going to hold or make more money in the future. That's you as a real estate agent. You should know that or you should be able to at least strategize around that. I am not a real estate. I'm a real estate agent, but I'm not a real estate guru. Um, freaking Amazon, eBay guru. I'm the best out there. That's by far. But... Um, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but at the same time, you need to make sure that your market, you need to be looking, you need to be looking at opportunities in your market and in your field. That depends on your field, not my field. Again, my field, I know what I'm doing in. Um, stick in your lane, especially right now. It's right now is not a good time to go. Let's say I'm in e-commerce. Right now is not a good time for me to start jumping around and going into a travel, a travel, uh, tour guide right it's not a good time you need to stay focused in your market and then grow in your market because you're gonna have better knowledge than anybody else in your market i have better knowledge than anybody else in the world with ebay to amazon or marketplace arbitrage i'm sticking in my market i'm creating software on top of which you already have with lacroix extension shout out it is fantastic if you're not on it you are losing a lot of money um and um obviously with hammock right we're saying e-commerce 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 we're sticking in our lane and we're creating that value that we can because in e-commerce, I am the best, right? I am literally, like, there's no one out there that I have ever known, if you're seeing this and you think you got me, there's no one out there that has sold more different items, right? More different items in e-commerce. I have sold everything from rare sports cars to rare art to to your normal day-to-day -day stuff to, um, I've sold a furnace toilet that, like, I, there, I've sold everything in the past. I know e-commerce like the back of my hand, right? So if, if that's the point, then I need to focus on e-commerce and I start cutting down things. My goal is to cut down into only a few things. Right now I am buying products um, and I am creating ads for our uh, LaCroix extension, obviously working on LaCroix extension and then working on hammock um, data as well um, to increase that as well. Um, they're all focused into one thing. Um, my big picture, I've talked to a few people about it, but I'm gonna give it to you right now. I'm gonna create a vacuum for products to go through and I'm gonna create the arbitrage model in between. Um, it is leaving me a vacuum on top of a funnel, which is gonna be our operations. And I'm gonna suck in a lot of product into us and I'm gonna spit out profit like no other. That's the game plan with that. And that's the reason why I have LaCroix and I have Hammock. They're both sides of it. LaCroix is the vacuum, Hammock's the operations and the infrastructure. That's the reason why I'm doing that. Um, so again, focus, 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 streamline, 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 and keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Again, if you like this kind of talk and you like this kind of information, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, um, or just comment. Even if it's a bad comment, you still help us out. Or even hit that negative button too. That still helps us out. Again, thank you again. Um, I'll catch you guys in a bit.